Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbeck. And that was Will Romy. Let's talk about money. So one of the things that listeners write in about a lot is asking how to curb their impulse spending and how to stop making purchases that they regret. And uh, you know that I'm going to mention the budget in here (laughs) in helping you plan for your spending. But in some ways, I actually think that budgeting can make you more aware of regrettable spending. If you weren't budgeting before, you might not realize like oh, what the little things that add up. And then one of the painful parts of starting to track your expenses is realizing, holy crap, I spend $1,000 a year on pizza Mm -hmm. or whatever your particular (laughs) affliction is. Um, Mine has always been candy and stationary supplies. I cannot get enough of pretty paper things. Um, And, you know, I I had a student in one of my classes who was making minimum wage. And when she added up her expenses, she realized that she and her two kids had spent over $200 that month at Dollar Tree. Just school supplies here, a snack after class for the kids, and holy crap, $200 a month, which is a big deal on minimum wage. So if the budget is helpful at giving us the information around these regrettable purchases, what are some tips for actually controlling the behavior? (laughs) Well, we were talking about this earlier, and I went through my Amazon, and I think I'm the kind of person who who generally thinks a lot about what I'm after in that sort of context. It's all books and stuff that's cheaper online than it would be otherwise. But grocery store trips are a great example. I can never say no to a medium-priced beer. I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for odd citrus fruits. Hot citrus fruits, yeah. really? Yeah. Again, it's like it's, it's like satsumas, or that's not even like like Buddha's hand odd. Oh yeah, uh, like really up there. Again, yeah, I, I'm I'm a sucker for things. I I don't know what they taste like. <laughs> Kitschy <laughs> barware excellent. comes to mind. Uh... Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty barware. Yeah, I will say we kitschy, kitschy. we were look we were looking at yeah. Oh, sorry, pretty. I won't I won't call it pretty. So we were looking through Will's cart, and I just want to note this is totally he doesn't regret these purchases at all. But he has so many Animorphs books. I have that, all the Animorphs books. Which is uh, an amazing fact about Will you have not known. Um, but you get a lot of value out of those purchases. Yeah, well, I, it was it was a gift, and at this point, I'm fil- I was just filling in the gaps. But <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. As far as far as books to collect go, it's uh, it's they're they're cheaper than Gutenberg Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> right. As far as you know, as far as things to spend money on. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of talk about some tips of things you can do to curb impulse spending, and we'll get to the end. But the kind of 
extra hint at the end is maybe you don't need to. So one big thing is a waiting period. So one thing I've implemented for myself is a waiting period for all non-necessary purchases. So anything that's discretionary, I don't you know need it to live. Um, and I've been doing this for about 15 years. I actually have a spreadsheet where I track things that I want. Um, and delayed gratification is not only a really excellent life skill, like if you're good at practicing delayed gratification, you are like a better employee or business owner or friend. Um, <laughs> and But it also turns out that waiting 24 or 72 hours or even a few weeks before you hit buy on the Amazon cart with the cat Snuggie and the coffee-flavored food cookbook will make you realize that those were pretty silly. Were and those real things you're going to buy? No. <laughs> I tried to think of ridiculous things, although the cat Snuggie was really tempting. Um but you, you realize that you definitely wanted those things because you were feeling emotional after watching Call the Midwife and you wanted a cat Snuggie. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, I'm never going to have kids, so I need a cat Snuggie. <laughs> I know that this whole waiting period thing makes you go, but there's a sale that's today only on this thing and I can't wait. But here's the thing. If you, when you first think about buying something, you put it down in a spreadsheet or you write it on a list. Um, it makes it a lot easier. So if you say, like, I really need a new wool sweater, you're like, you notice that there's a hole in your sweater or whatever. There is. <laughs> <laughs> um, that means when the fancy wool sweater company has a sale, if that thing's been, been on your things I want list for a while, you can just go ahead and get it. You can give yourself permission. And it makes it a lot easier to know that you're not going to regret it because you're like, oh, man, I actually like two months ago put that I needed a wool sweater on my list and I, you know, thought it would cost approximately this. OK, I'm just going to go ahead and make this purchase. Um, and you can really count that from your initial time that you want it in that waiting period time for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you almost never need a wool sweater immediately, right? <laughs> like there are so many things where we get caught in these traps of creating false, really urgent deadlines for yourself. I am particularly mm. susceptible to this when I'm going on a big trip and I decide that I really need like a bag or a new a special skirt that has better pockets for traveling, you know, <laughs> like things like that, where I will stress myself out because I'll create this fictional deadline in my, in my head. Like I'm incapable of traveling to a foreign country and finding gloves there. Like, no, they have gloves in China. Like you can find them <laughs> if you really need them. Um, and in many ways, this makes it a lot easier to spend money quickly and not regret it because you know it's an actual good deal as opposed to a small sale that actually happens all the time. I also run an e-commerce website and I have ways to put cookies in that make you convinced that there is a sale happening right now mm -hmm. that has never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in fact, that actually would just happen if you would clear your browser history every time you wanted to get that thing. You'd get that 10% oh. off shipping or whatever. Huh. So there's a lot of false urgency because that's a basic marketing technique. Um, and it also helps you know that you're less likely to regret it because you wanted it for two weeks or 80 days or whatever. Um, I personally rarely wait less than a month for a discretionary purchase. Um, I even put like Goodwill purchases on hold overnight. And I tend to have things wait around in my online shopping cart for weeks. Um, it turns out the shirt that I really wanted on Poshmark two weeks ago, which was like eight dollars, not a big, not a big expense. It was a workout tank that said "My head says gym, but my heart says tacos." <laughs> I, you know, I marked it as something I liked and uh, didn't buy it. And then I looked back and I go, "Yeah, I don't really need that tank." <laughs> I feel like I feel like you 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 intellectualize tacos well too. You could uh, my my head says gym. <laughs> 
And my head says tacos I, right, would totally. be a better shirt. <laughs> <laughs> also, my heart says gym, too. You know, it's it's confusing. I, I decided that it was not as accurate as I no. thought it was. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's also really fun to look back at the spreadsheet. I've been doing this for so long. I can see what 18-year-old punk me wanted compared to what 30-year-old yuppie me wants now. Uh, back then, I wanted Adbuster had a limited edition logo-less shoes. Oh, I think I had those. Yeah, I had them. It turned out that um, because I have screwed up figure skating feet, they totally didn't fit, and I split the middle seam immediately. And because they are not a shoe company, they didn't fix them for me. Um <laughs> I wanted stickers for my bike. I wanted bike touring panniers, um, which I actually ended up buying and I still have and use to this day. Um, but I actually ended up buying them during an annual prototype sale because I thought about them for so long. So I got them 50% off. Oh, neat. Um, and uh, I also wanted pretty planners back then. Now I want pretty planners <laughs> and bike bags and professional grown-up shoes. <laughs> So I'm a big fan of the waiting period. I also think writing down the purchase helps activate your brain a little bit and make it feel a little more real. The problem with online shopping is it's super easy to just click a button and it doesn't really feel real. Um, you know, it feels we're just moving numbers around in the world with online shopping and auto deposit. And so I think just writing down that you want something makes it feel a lot more tangible. Mm -hmm. Um, so my spreadsheet, um, I actually, I'm going to put it up at ohmydollar.com slash things I want. So you can download it if you're interested in using a spreadsheet yourself. For some people, this might be awesome. For some other people, this might be the idea of hell. Um, there's a few categories in my spreadsheet. One is um, what value that represents to me. So um, my values, my core values are community, creativity, travel, style, and health. It turns out if something doesn't fall in one of those categories, I probably actually really don't want it hmm. um but hmm. style ends up encompassing a lot of my impulse once well that's nice being explicit about that too that's... yeah um i'm also really into writing down emotion what emotion i'm feeling um at the time that i initially want it so if i'm angry if i'm feeling really sad and i decide i want a cat snuggie like um i just like writing that as an emotional check-in um and then i rate how much i want it on a scale of one to ten and I'm allowed to adjust that later. Sometimes, like, I initially want a pen at, like, a three, and then my pen breaks, and suddenly I want that pen at a nine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, like my pen breaks like I have one pen. I've got a lot of pens. <laughs> I like pens. I now. I my... only have a couple good pens, though. Oh, I... I have so many pens. I just did a, this was my New Year's purge. I went through all of my pens, and I tested them and saw if they worked and threw out all the ones that oh, didn't work. Oh, good for you. And then I organized them all by color and a nice and I made little a little. Yeah, because I like my no, pens. Good pens are important. <laughs> they're they're important. But I also work two blocks from a art supply store with a like never ending supply of pens. And it's real dangerous. So um, and I also I also track the um, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. I also have a reward for a category, and I use that sometimes because sometimes spending money on um, kind of discretionary purchases I use as a reward for myself. I don't love doing this because I don't 
I don't like creating a loop between like buying consumer stuff and rewards. Um, but if I really have a goal I'm working towards and I can kind of delay my satisfaction. So in the case of a really nice workout shirt, I want like a super overpriced fitness shirt. I am going to buy it for myself when I get my splits consistently back. Um, and this is not only a waiting period. It also means I'm going to feel stoked about that shirt every time I wear it because it's going to represent, you know, finally accomplishing this goal. Right, I have. You earned it. Yeah, totally. And earning things turns out to be really satisfying. Um, it's also fun to see what drops off. So I've had a new duvet cover on the spreadsheet for seven years now, and I still can't make myself buy it because mm-hmm. the price to cost ranking isn't high enough. Like I want it, but I also like I'm always asleep when I'm near my duvet and like <laughs> like the like momentary satisfaction I will get out of that before I fall asleep is a lot less than you know the $120 it costs to get a nice duvet cover. They're expensive by the They're way. They're pricey. Yeah. Well, and the problem is I want the perfect one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Eating out tips. Oh yeah. Eating out This is a big impulse spending for a ton of listeners, and it can also be a regrettable purchase for a lot of people um, in Portland. We have so much stuff that doesn't cost a lot at the time you eat it. And it's delicious. And so good. And if you eat it a food cart every day, it totally adds up. Um, This is like huge for people like fast food and bars are two of like the most common regrettable purchases. Um, I... I rarely have a month that I go without, you know, spending some amount of money on eating out. Um, I'm frugal, but I'm not like the ultra frugal. I never eat out. Um, I try to get the joy of eating out, which is like, yay, someone made food for me that I can't make myself. Or like, yay, I ate a thing when I was in a rush and it was delicious. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like all of those things. Um, but I try to like curb the regret, which is uh, like, oh, why did I spend $8 on a hummus sandwich that I totally could have made myself? <laughs> um, but I and I try to do this by planning a week in advance. So I actually like when I sit down, remember, I really like planners, but you know, you can do this in a Google Calendar or just mentally like, hey, I'm going to see my friend on lunch for lunch on Friday and we're going to get falafel, so I'm marking it in my calendar. And then you spend all week getting excited getting about hyped that for falafel. Your falafel. Yeah. I like that cuz I the, the problem I have is I will get hungry and like fixate on one specific thing I can get somewhere and just like fetishize this chicken oh, sandwich totally. or whatever. I totally do the and same And then thing. nothing will, nothing else will do. <laughs> the, but I like to do but that. getting like, that ahead of time with yeah. some, yeah, yeah, rather than just whatever comes into your head and like a moment of desperate ravenous hunger. Yeah. I'm hungry we, right now. <laughs> on, on Christmas day, we all went and did the, you know, proper non-Christian a Christmas thing, which is Chinese food in a movie. Mm-hmm. But our Chinese food reservation was at 7.30, and we, it turned out we had like an hour and a half to kill between the movie and then. And we all had been fixating on Chinese for so long. We went to Sizzle Pie just to get, which is a pizza place, mm-hmm. just to get beers before the Chinese food, even though we were like, maybe we should just eat the pizza here. We're already here and we're all really hungry. <laughs> but we'd all but like, we're so built up about eating Chinese food that like, yeah, nothing else would do. But I think that was really awesome. We made that reservation a month in advance, partially because it's very competitive to eat yep. Chinese food on Christmas in Portland. <laughs> um, but we, and, and so I, you know, it was marked in my planner. It was really exciting. Um, 
I and I do this even for things that are like not a big event. So um, I think the wait and anticipation of eating out ends up being half the fun, um, as long as it doesn't disappoint me when I finally eat it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the worst. Yeah, but I I use this well, and that's when I think it gets really regrettable. But um, I like I like the kind of predictability of knowing what I'm going to get, especially if it's something I can't make myself as well. Like juices are a great example. I don't have a juicer at home. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like juice stuff. Oh, um, so <laughs> counter space is a is a yeah totally. Hot commodity. Like, I'm not gonna make like fancy like cultured yogurts and stuff and mix it in. Um, so I used to do a work trade shift at a yoga studio, and it had a it had like a juice place inside of it. And so I spent the whole time just smelling this delicious like hippie food. Oh yeah, <laughs> and nine dollar like, juices. Yeah, totally. It's like an eight dollar bowl of granola. Um, but I ended up just making instead of making myself feel awful about it, I just budgeted for every Monday I'm going to get a granola thing and then I would be excited about it and I would like not spend half my shift kind of thinking oh no can I avoid getting it can I avoid getting it and then breaking down and getting it and feeling really bad about it (laughs) right I I, as as you've probably figured out I'm a pretty big beer nerd and I'm often going to a bar for like one specific beer you know a, a five dollar drink that I'm generally excited about spending money on but they always get me by having food at said bar while I'm hungry and and you know mildly inebriated. So, so I've I've just made a point of of eating eating a quick meal or a quick snack before I go to a bar for said beer. I don't right. know, just just getting getting on top of said needs. Yeah, totally. Um, and I also that's worth mentioning. I don't think that your fancy beers are in the on the kind of high end, but a a huge thing that's come up when I was talking with people about is like how altered mental states from alcohol yeah. or drugs can really affect like people are like i smoke some marijuana hey it's legal in oregon so mm-hmm. you know I and, smoke- Cal- and california as of a few days ago yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no the, like so like hey i smoke some pot and then i got really really hungry and i bought a bunch of snacks that i got delivered to my house and then also i went on amazon and i bought my i'm a really extreme example is a friend who bought a school bus on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't drink or or smoke pot, but uh, I, I know that definitely in the past, having having you know a couple beers in me makes that next beer look a lot a more attractive. School bus, yeah. <laughs> or you know, like yeah, or you end up with a school bus in the morning. <laughs> um, and so one of the things you can do with that is just if you know that you are, you know gonna go out drinking or you're going to get high feel free to like put your credit card in an ice cube or lock your computer down for the evening fill yourself with some pasta or something yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) or satisfy your other needs um i also am a big fan of making games for myself um around packing lunches because i know this is a huge one in portland so i actually to try to build a habit of packing lunch i started tracking my packed lunch days and i tried to hit 19 per month at work which would leave me one or two work days depending on if i Mm -hmm. worked weekends um to go out to eat i then plan for that day and i'd get excitement up among my colleagues and i'd have a burrito train friday where we'd all bike together to get burritos <laughs> and that made that five dollar burrito once a month so worth the 19 days of pack lunches and that also saved me hundreds of dollars a month <laughs> it turns yeah. out that eating lunch out every day is really expensive and i was like less effective because i we didn't work in a particularly easy to get to lunch area so i would spend more more time like walking to get lunch if I didn't pack a lunch and I would spend like half my afternoon hungry but not feeling like I could leave my desk right because <laughs> you you're know? after this burrito yeah right huh 
So um, packing lunch, man. Make it a game. All right. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I wanted to tell about my frugal fail yesterday, which is a perfect example of not planning ahead. So, um, and, you know, all in all, I think it was fine. But so I... I work at uh, part-time at like a high-end fitness studio. So I start work at 5.30 in the morning and I pack a lunch in a thermos. We don't have a microwave or hot water at work. So I just have like a food thermos. Okay. okay. Um, and I, so I usually eat my lunch at like 10.30 a.m., which sounds crazy early, but I, I eat breakfast at 4.30. So, um, and I get off work around one and I usually go home about then and I eat dinner shortly after that. And, um, I was at work and I'd already eaten my lunch when I got asked if I could come in and cover the evening shift where I had like an annoying two and a half hour gap between oh, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. shift and which was like, it takes me about 50 minutes round trip to get home from this job. So like I would have spent half the time on my bike um, to go home, but I was going to be at work till 8 p.m. So it was like a 14 and a half hour day and I didn't have enough food with me. So I ended up buying a burrito out. And that was a perfect example of like, if I had realized I was going to cover a double, I would have brought extra food. Always have a backup burrito on your person. Yes. Frugal tip number 489. Totally. <laughs> um, or, you know, just realize like, obviously this penciled out because I got paid to work that evening shift, but I had to kind of write it off as a cost of doing business. Right, <laughs> of yeah. Like, of like, okay, I could bike home, but that is like essentially an hour of time that I'm not going to be working. Uh, in order to eat food or I could go get a burrito. Mm-hmm. When I seize power, burritos will be tax deductible. <laughs> Emergency <laughs> <Yes>. burritos. <laughs> Emergency burritos, tax deductible. I love it. Um, so another area people have talked about is grocery store checkouts. Uh, you mentioned this, nice beers. Um, if you have Im- trouble with impulse purchases at the checkout of the grocery store, Target, or otherwise, two important things. One, do not shop when you are hungry. And not even mm-hmm. when you're thirsty. Um, thirst actually creates a stress response in your body and triggers feelings of scarcity. And that's why you end up walking out of Target with a bunch of cute notepads from the dollar spot in addition to the one pair of gloves you walked in to buy. Huh. Um, and so, you know, get a drink of water from the water fountain on the way and bring a water bottle. Don't be thirsty while you're shopping. Um, and I think we all know don't grocery shop while hungry, right? It's yeah. super dangerous. I live half a block from Trader Joe's and that is the worst place to go into when you're hungry. Yeah, fancy raviolis. <laughs> uh, mine is like, like you know, peanut butter filled pretzels or like things that are totally not dinner uh, but resemble dinner when mm-hmm, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is shopping with a list and sticking to the list. Um, it turns out if you just walk into the grocery store and go, I will acquire food for this week, you are a lot less effective than what if you shop with a list. Right. And it doesn't take that long to put together a list. Um, so it, it is, it's such a small hack and it's so worth it. Um, so I really recommend trying it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even much of a meal planner. There's just certain essentials I like to to have at home for, for things. My list is generally, you know, stocking up on the flour, on the pasta, yeah. salsa. Well, and that was, um, listener Carrie said that meals out or takeout on evenings when she feels too tired, overwhelmed, or lazy to cook the groceries she has in her kitchen is one of her big splurges. She gets hangry, and mm-hmm. then she goes eats whatever sounds good, so she just puts food in her body. Um, and this is a really excellent example of, like, plan ahead for those nights. Like, have yourself something that's super easy to cook or, you know, 
nice raviolis from Trader Joe's or whatever that you purchased ahead of time and plan ahead for that, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, recognize that there are going to be nights, like, especially if you, you know, have a chronic illness or something and you're, like, regularly fatigued, realize, like, it's okay to have Easy Mac in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, something that is so ridiculously easy that, you know, it requires very little effort to put together. Um, Or even, like... No effort to put together at all, like hummus and and crackers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm cons- I, I eat more and more hummus every year, and I'm worried by the time I'm I'm I don't know thirty, I will only be eating hummus. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a side effect, especially of volunteering a lot on government committees or nonprofit boards, because hummus is like the staple of every group meeting ever, mm-hmm. and I could never buy hummus and still eat hummus like multiple times a week. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then the one of the things that I a lot of people are getting really into is if you really, really struggle with impulse purchases at the grocery store, try pre-ordering your food um, to pick up a few days and do it a few days in advance. Um, behavioral economics research shows that we all make better decisions about healthy choices in food when we purchase for our future self. So we're a lot worse at current self than we are at taking care of self from a week from now (laughs) um and so and that you know we're less likely to see that excellent deal on reese's cups or whatever or fancy cheese or a nice mid-range beer and then buy it at the last moment so picking up those groceries is really nice you can also get it delivered if um if it's impractical for you if that ends up saving you you know like getting getting groceries delivered through instacart or whatever if you're paying for a subscription for that, you could end up saving yourself more in impulse purchases than the subscription costs, and you don't have to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. A few friends of mine have been saying it's really effective for them. Maybe that's something I'll try in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, if you do, we're looking forward to hearing about it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live two blocks from the grocery store, so I have no absolutely no reason to get it delivered, but I might try a pickup one of these days. See, I live three blocks from two different fancy schmancy grocery stores and like 15 blocks from the cheap, the one. cheap grocery store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so often that's the, that's the challenge. Uh, all right. So then the last thing I want you to do is look if you have an impulse purchase that is part of a predictable pattern. And this is where tracking your expenses is really helpful because you'll start to see the pattern. But perhaps you always buy a burrito when you're going home from the therapist because you're feeling feelings. A therapy burrito. Yeah. And you want to smother your feelings with salsa. (laughs) Um, So consider a few things. One, can you change your routine to avoid this? So can you take a different route home from the therapist that does not go past the place that makes the really delicious burritos? Could you move up your next meeting to be earlier so you don't have time or change the weekly time slot of your appointment so it coincides less with time at which you are hungry for a burrito? Um, Second would be, is there something free or cheap that you can do to take care of these emotions in a different way? Perhaps you're always feeling vulnerable, but you could get a $2 coffee instead of a $9 burrito. Maybe you could go for a run or a long walk to deal with your emotions post-therapy. And then last of all, I said we were going to get to this, but perhaps this regrettable or impulse purchase is actually a thing you do want or need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Maybe processing your therapy feelings with burrito is a cost of being a human. And 
if you're not going into debt for that $40 of burritos a month, maybe you just need to budget for it because it is actually a value in disguise. Maybe you don't want to believe you're the kind of person who smothers raw emotion with black beans and salsa, but at this point in your life, you are. And that is okay. <laughs> this is where the budget comes in. You can use it for tracking your expenses to recognize patterns and you can, you know, make an informed choice. And it is okay if you have some impulse purchases. I'm also a huge fan of, I have a category each month that I just call spending money and it's just for flotsam. For me, it's mainly candy. And I don't put that much money in it because, you know, if I'm spending more than $10 a month on candy, on candy. <laughs> then that's not good for my teeth. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, do that as sort of a way to a way to just give myself a little permission to, like, recognize yeah. that sometimes I buy candy when I'm sad. Um, oh, last but not least, take yourself off marketing emails and catalog lists. Oh, that's if a good you one. have something that is always a problem for you. So I had a problem where every single time a certain vintage clothing company was having a sale, I'd find myself filling up a cart with 50% off dresses that I definitely did not need. And I'd convince, convince myself that because they were 50% off, they were such a good deal. I really needed them. Um, so you know what I ended up doing? I unsubscribed. <laughs> and the problem was fixed. Amazingly, I didn't do that anymore. I I still bought stuff from that company, but I didn't get that trigger in my inbox that made me believe that I needed it right then. And I've only intentionally gone to that website when I'm like, oh, I need a dress for XYZ occasion. Right, versus them being, you should buy this yeah. dress. You should buy these dresses. So <laughs> I we gave a lot of tips, but in conclusion... We've got some listener comments on impulse spending. Uh, Pete says, the two things that help curb my impulse spending is, A, after paying off my debt, I'm generally horrified about getting back into debt, and B, I talk to my partner about any significant purchases. In most cases, the thing either ends up in our budget, that is, it's worth planning for, or loses its, ooh, shiny appeal. Where it goes haywire is when we're both in an impulse spending mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you got to recognize that. Listener Alan said, I have a don't purchase things online after 11 p.m. rule to avoid the regret. I find that an excellent that rule. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who runs a um, e-commerce shop that is like mostly specializes in like cute feminist desk accessories and like nice socks mm -hmm. and um they sell a lot of really adorable stuff but literally none of it is essential to your life um and she says that sunday night going back to work is the like peak time oh where... that makes sense <laughs> people are like have a case of like the sunday nights and you know suddenly I bet there's some really interesting aggregate data on people's spending habits online there probably cool is it's probably all proprietary, and we are not going to pay to probably. look it up. <laughs> that would be a discretionary purchase I'm not going to do. In conclusion, for impulse spending, abandon your online carts. Unsubscribe for marketing emails. Eat food before you go to the grocery store. Drink heavily before the bar. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Maybe not. <laughs> Track your wants. Plan ahead for eating out. And accept that you are a human being and budget for a little bit of emotional spending. Hopefully that helped a little bit. I'd love to hear more about what your impulse purchases are. I love that. Or aren't. What or if you aren't. What bullets have you dodged? Yeah. Tell me. Tell, or tell me what you've curbed. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I curbed my vintage dress habit. What have you managed to curb? So that wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy, and our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Oh My Dollar is also a weekly podcast, so you don't need to wake up at 7.30 a.m. to hear the show. 
Check us out on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.